I'm gonna let me go get a dictionary, open up to character development. <laughs> no, we'll, redemption. We'll, redemption. We'll read that and it'll be just watch The Last Airbender and look at Zuko. Uh gosh, what I, can I say? He's uh probably I, I, the greatest character in the show. Uh <laughs> There is more depth in his character than I think I've seen in any TV show ever. Oh, absolutely. Ever. And also, while we're on the point of it, the reason we're talking about Zuko second after Aang and not talking about, like, Katara, Sokka, and Toph right after Aang is because, really, I think you could argue, one, Zuko's... I think you could argue that Zuko could be the main character of this show. I do think it's Aang, but I think there's an argument there. But more than that, I think that if there's two main characters, it's Aang and Zuko. And part of it is that they're the reason that balance comes to the world. Aang really, I, he could, he would have done it. He would have defeated Ozai, but without Zuko, I think that the war still ending would have looked so different and so less peaceful. And the balance wouldn't have been restored the same way Mm -hmm. if Zuko wasn't a counterpart with Aang. Like it was really something that the two of them had to do together. And I think that's so cool and fascinating that we have this character, Zuko, that goes through so much. And at the end there, like, Iroh's like, you are a part of redeeming the Fire Nation, bringing honor back to the Fire Nation, because after 100 years, we are wrong. This is wrong. This should not be happening. Like, this war is ridiculous. And he takes that and is like, you're right. I have to restore honor. I hate the word honor after the show. No, you have no, 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 no. Restore honor to the Fire Nation. Look, and all right. it's so cool. Go. Honestly, um, I think that this show gives meaning to the word honor. Okay, that's because a fair it's, point. It's very much it's very much it's twisted and it's dark in the beginning of the show. There's this concept that Zuko has where he feels he he's been told that he has no honor that he has nothing um and the only way he can redeem his his dishonor is by capturing the avatar and it is zuko who shows more honor than most of the other firebenders that we meet in the show aside from iroh really um you know they talk about it when he has an agni kai with zhao mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. in like episode three four mm-hmm. three i think um where they have this duel and Zuko comes out on top and spares Zhao a, uh, a, a scar or a wound or, or killing him, whatever would have been the case. And Zhao attacks him from behind and Iroh stops it. And he says, my, my son, or my, my nephew has more honor than you do, Admiral Zhao. Or, or I guess oh. he was commander at the time. And What a guy. What and a great it's, guy. it's very representative. Like even at the beginning of the show, Zuko is capturing the Avatar and Aang says, if I go with you, will you leave these people in peace? And he does it. Right. That's nuts. There are, I don't think right. there are any like other... Like Ozai, people. Azula, they wouldn't have done no. that. Oh, no, 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 no. They would have burned it to the ground. Right. Like, there's no <laughs> Burn the snow to the ground. <laughs> I have so many problems with the Southern Water Tribe. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, even Zhao would have done it. Like, it's... And it's, it's so interesting to see this inner conflict that Zuko has throughout the series. Yeah of of what is right and wrong and what is the correct thing for him to do and as he struggles with it so right. much right and he just constantly he constantly has all these things coming at him and i gosh i don't think i've felt for like a lot of characters more than zuko 
Mm-hmm. Like his like Uncle Iroh just taught him to redirect lightning, and he's standing on a mountaintop as the rain pours against him, and as he's calling down for lightning to strike him, and he goes, "You've never held back before." It's like strike me, and he's right. furious at the right. world. He wants he wants to feel like he's doing something he wants right. you know he and you can just get this this image of his entire life laid before him as just defeat after defeat after defeat and he wants to throw it back in the face of his life right um, and then in season three when we get him having to rediscover his firebending like just that oh, yeah. moment where he's saying like even if it, like he's like I'm lo- I'm I'm losing my firebending. I don't know what's going on. All this yeah. stuff, right? I've and it's like because of, I didn't I've touch lost your stuff. stuff. <laughs> um, and he's going through this transition and realizing that he doesn't want. Like even if he could get angry and that that would bring his firebending back, he's like I don't want that anymore. Like I don't want to be angry all the time. I don't want to be fueled by rage. Like that is it's a terrible mm-hmm. way to live, and oh, I don't yeah. want to live it anymore. And it's like oh my gosh, like this poor guy. <laughs> Well, so, all right, so, for those of you who have not seen it, there is... I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. No, 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 no. There is a live-action Avatar The Last Airbender movie. It is not good. I wouldn't recommend watching it. Everyone knows that. I watched it specifically for the sake of this podcast. Um... I, he texts me he's like do you want to watch this and i literally texted like i was like are you insane like <laughs> what <laughs> I, I wanted to get every every little tidbit i could out of every character um and there it's was a so point bad. there was a point brought up in the movie where they talked kind of about firebending and what it is conceptually and the idea that in that in that movie the universe of that movie like firebenders can't make their own fire they can like pull it from around them um except what does that mean you light a match and you have fire yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah like you could get it off of a torch but you couldn't like make it yourself oh i see okay um, i was like except, get from around you where's their fire except uh iroh could create his own fire and zuko was able to produce heat from his own body um and they explain this a little bit as like using chi and stuff like that but to me what that represented even though i don't think that this was necessarily the intention at all um to me what that represented was the original firebending um that you were talking about you know in in the episode where uh i forget what it's called uh hang on i can look up the title real quick the uh the firebending masters is what it's called yeah episode 13 of season three uh i have a list um and we see this concept of the original firebending and what it means to be a firebender and, right. and all these, all these amazing concepts. And it's, it's a spiritual aspect. It's a spiritual journey. And to see Zuko transition from this, this rage filled guy into a still kind of grumpy, like, but incredibly like, different sorry, At the beginning of the boiling rock episode, when Sokka's like, fine you were right about me trying to leave are you happy now and zuko's like i'm never, I'm never happy, happy. Yeah, and yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. yes That's emo true. grunge i love it so much it's very much it's, it's so very good much oh it's so good but um we see we see zuko <laughs> go through this this amazing transition of of angry guy to less angry guy to more angry guy to acceptance of who he is as a person oh uh, what a guy 
it's <laughs> uh, and it's it's amazing, and I love seeing Zuko struggle with his emotions and his problems. The the Ember Island episode, um, him in Bossing Say, mm-hmm. uh, him trying to learn lightning from Iroh, all these all these amazing moments of him just not knowing who he is or what he should be doing. And him struggling with these decisions as he has been the whole time. And I I like what you said where Iroh talks to him and says, you know, the the problem or the the issues that the world has been facing for a hundred years can be resolved now by By you. You -hmm. You know, your grandfather is not only Fire Lord Sosin, it is also Avatar Roku. These two bloodlines that are more or less the reason the war started both exist in you. You have good and bad. You have light and darkness within you, Zuko. And you right. are capable of, of helping to solve this problem. And the whole concept of destiny in this show. And I was going to say that. I just wrote down destiny so that I could bring it up. The whole concept of destiny in this show is incredibly fun to think about. And, you know, with shows, you always sort of run into the issue. Is everything in a show unimportant because destiny? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, listen, destiny is foretold that this is going to happen. So it'll happen. Like, you don't need to worry about it. No one important will die. Uh, everything will be fine. The good guys will win in the end. Blah, 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 like, blah, blah. Like prophecies in, yeah. in like, Greek mythology. Sure. I, you know, eh, it's going like, to happen. That's fine. That's fine. You um, avoid it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's all fine and dandy. Unless the destiny is like, hey, the bad guy's going to win. Ha <laughs> um, But it's, they talk a lot about characters struggling to find their own destiny and their own, their own conclusions. And for a while, Zuko, I think, says outright, my destiny is to capture the Avatar yeah, and restore yeah. my honor. Yeah. And it's not until later that he says, my destiny is to help the Avatar defeat you. And right. there's even that moment in the Black Sun uh, where they're invading the Fire Nation and firebenders can't do anything, where he's confronting his father. And, and his father asks, well, you, you're, you're armed and I'm not. Why not strike me down now? you know, while there's no firebending. And he goes, because that's the Avatar's job. And it is the Avatar's job. And Zuko, right. Zuko has, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't think he ever told anyone on Team Avatar that he did that. I think Sokka would have yelled at him for that. I think Sokka would have been, he just sliced <laughs> him up, man. Like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, Sokka would have been so mad. Like, they all would have been, Zuko, why didn't you, like, kill him? <laughs> like, what the heck? Uh, I guess Aang, Aang would have been upset if you killed him because oh, yeah, then he yeah, ultimately yeah, yeah. doesn't kill him. Um, but still. And, he, and it goes even further to what Iroh says later in the series where, they're, where they say, listen, Aang is missing. We need you to fight the Fire Lord because you're the only one who can defeat him at this point. And Iroh goes, even if I could, and I don't know that I could, it would be wrong. Right. Uh, history right, right, right. would but not then, see it right. Right. You know, it'd the be idea, a brother killing another brother for, for power. To seize power, yeah. Right. And it's only the Avatar, a neutral position in the world, right. who can right this wrong. You know what right. I mean? And it would have been wrong for Zuko to do it. A son killing a father to become right. the new king. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, but then uh, uh, Zuko's like, I know what you're going to say about Azula. Like, I should be trying to get along with her to Iroh. And I was like, no, she's crazy and you should take her down. Absolutely. So, like, I like that for that family. It's like, it's like, no, no, that one, that one, you should just take her down. Because yeah, Azula's Azula, freaking crazy. Nuts. Well, actually, um, so speaking of Azula, it, it's hard to talk about Zuko without bringing up three people. Uh, <laughs> 
You need to talk about Azula. You need to talk about Fire Lord Ozai, and you need to talk about Zuko's mom. Um, do, you, do also Iroh. Also, like May's kind Iroh's, of Iroh's well, not really. One. May's but... pretty important, but for me, Zuko is synonymous with his direct family members mm-hmm. um, because because his relationship in the series two other characters is largely based on his interactions with these other characters. Yeah. Um, like he's driven by his father for the entire first season. Yeah. Um, and even for part of the second season, but he's also driven by Azula. He's manipulated and, and twisted to, to fit her logic and her needs. And it's not until season three that he sort of breaks free of these ideas. Um, but he's, he's often haunted by like his mother and things like that. And even, even, I think the last the, the the last or second to last time we see Zuko in the series he's confronting his father and saying where is my mother right um and it's it's fascinating to to see that he's so motivated by his familial ties mm-hmm. um instead of like he is very self-motivated in a lot of ways but it's his family that really drives him in a lot of different situations um do we? Do you know Zuko's mother's name? I, I can't remember if it was brought up in the. I, I do not know her name. Her name is Ursa. Oh, okay. Um, and she, in order to say, basically, for the context, um, Fire Lord Azulon told Fire Lord Ozai to kill Zuko. Right. Uh, yes. Yes. And Fire Lord Ozai was going to do it. Uh, and it was only Zuko's mother, Ursa, who basically said, okay, we're going to kill Fire Lord Azulon and make you the new Fire Lord if you spare Zuko's life. She like provided him a poison to kill the Fire Lord. And he said, very well, but you have to disappear. Um, and this is secretly because Fire Lord Ozai and his wife Ursa hated each other. Um, he only married her because she was of the bloodline of Roku and they would produce mm-hmm. a powerful child. Um, and he secretly suspected because Ursa, this is also a spoiler from after the series, Ursa came from a small village uh, somewhere deep in the Fire Nation, somewhere very remote, and was previously engaged to another man uh, before Fire Lord Ozai came in and basically took her away. And she what often, a great family. She often wrote letters back to him that were secretly intercepted by the Fire Lord. Um, and in one of the letters, she wrote that she believed that Zuko was not the Fire Lord's child. What? Yep. Um, and Fire Lord Ozai confronted her about it. Uh, and this is a, a bit more of a spoiler if you ever want to read the comic. But uh, when confronted, she said... It's not true. He is your son, but I wanted you, I wanted you to, I, you know, I, I assumed you were like reading all these letters and intercepting them. And I wanted you to feel suffering and pain because you've taken away everything I've loved. And it was at this moment when Azula and Zuka were both children. It was at this moment that Fire Lord Ozai said to her, if you want me to believe that he is not my son, I will treat him as if he is not my son. Oh and that was that was very much one of the reasons he's so bitter towards Zuko all the time because he wants Zuko to suffer for his mother's like awful feelings toward Ozai, which are very justified. Um, 
Uh, uh, it's it's crazy, right? Uh, it's disgusting. Um, it's gross, and 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 she and that's one of the reasons that she gave herself up to save Zuko because it was the it was like the only way that she could save him. When really mm-hmm. all it all that really happened was she condemned him to a harsher life in a way, um, where you know he had no more close allies. Like his father and his sister both hate him and want right. to corrupt him. Right. Um, and Iroh was his only real relief, but it didn't really matter in the end. Um, oh, well, I, I guess until until late in the series, but sort of pre-series Zuko. Right. And it's it's fascinating. It's all really crazy, the the family dynamic and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like I like his rival. I like Zuko's rivalry with Azula throughout the whole series, as we often see him losing to her. Right. Uh, in a lot. Well, of I genuinely contexts. believe that she is more powerful than he she, is. Yeah, she is a superior yeah. vendor to him. Yeah. Um, which is why I like at the end when he's like, she's, she's slipping. She's slipping and, something off, yeah. Right. Like, I, I can actually take her. And he was right, you know. That duel and it's, is one of the most beautiful moments I, in, the whole, uh, in the whole series. I was going to say that. First of all, I mean, gorgeous soundtrack in the background. Oh, yeah. And you see this blue and, and orange-red fire just like, shoosh, shoosh, like just in the... In the yeah, like uh, smashing past each other, burning buildings around them. Like, what a gorgeous gorgeous scene and fight and so much build up to that oh, yeah. fight and oh oh it's so good yeah the whole history of the fire nation residing on this one duel between right. a crazy queen and her well she wasn't queen yet she wasn't technically crowned yet that's true uh, although she wouldn't have been a queen anyway she would have been fire lord uh, i guess true. it's a gender neutral title um yeah yeah, so yeah 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 um but yeah it's it's very interesting also do you want to know some other weird Fire Nation lore real quick that I sure. discovered that's super odd? And sure. It's like, all right, you know how J.K. Rowling was like kind of uh, It's post- rolling like bowling, but continue. Whatever. It was post-series <laughs> like, oh, hey, gay people. Um, of you know course, I mean? yes. Yeah. So As the, creators of, the creators of Last Airbender and Lens Decora kind of did the same thing. Where okay. they, they said that like Avatar Kiyoshi was part of the LGBTQ plus community. Okay. And Fire Lord Sozin, you know, the guy who started the war, yeah. upon ascending to the throne, criminally banned all homosexual relationships. Jeez. Uh, which apparently was not the case before him, but was the case after him until some undisclosed point in the series, I guess. Huh. Um, I mean, speaking of uh, imbalance in the world. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like they're they're sort of it's it's very much like a North Korea e vibe of restriction and lifestyle, and there are things that are allowed and things that aren't allowed. Right. I imagine. Well, I was, I was always curious about Smellerby. About I mean, I know that she looks like a male and yeah. is like mixed. Like Iros thinks that she's a boy and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was just always curious if there was more to that story, um, or more to her story, and if they were saying something or if she was just yeah i, just look, I, I like just genuinely look more masculine and was fine with yeah that. i like one of the the two or three scenes she's in where she is with she storms off from that exact scene and long shot basically puts a hand on her shoulder she's like i know i know i shouldn't you know i shouldn't let other people de- you know right decide who i am i know who i am right and it's is it's fine in the end and that's cute like oh, so good i don't think that there's anything romantic going on with them oh um, no 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 I didn't but like I like I like Longshot for being that quiet stoic character who yeah. apparently is just full of random silent wisdom. 
Right. Um, and I like I like Smeller B for being there as one of right. the other Freedom Fighters. Right. Um, and we actually in one of the in one of the post series comics we see Smeller B and Longshot again as they're uh, protesting a uh, nice. one of the colonies and stuff. Nice. Um, it's yeah, it's interesting. It, I like I like when characters are in the world and just living their lives and doing stuff. Um, right. It's it's fun stuff. But um, going back to Zuko, um, he's he's just great. I love him. He's just, he's, I love him so much. He's he's, he's definitely my. I would say he's my favorite character in the whole series. Yeah. I just. Oh, I, yeah, just, yeah. I would agree. Right. I just and especially watching it, I think as uh, a young adult rather than as a kid, like just seeing how much depth his character has yeah. and how much his his destiny, his his journey. There is such a spiritual element to it. Absolutely. Like, there was something there that I, I just never caught as a kid. So in after he frees Appa and he goes through that whole physical sickness because he's, like, trying – his body yeah. is deciding what's right or wrong. I think it's so interesting that his grapple with destiny and who he is and what right and wrong means um, is so impactful for him and his body. And it's interesting because especially knowing now that Ozai and – like married his this uh his wife specifically to have a powerful child Mm -hmm. interesting that also came from that union a child that was the ultimate reason that was someone that roku would have been proud of you know someone that redeemed the fire nation right and that it was implanted in zuko and zuko had to figure that out like it wasn't something that zuko chose it was like something thrust upon him yeah you know and as there's there's a parallel between zuko and ang that there was with ozai and sozin or not ozai uh uh, roku and sozin you know the avatar and the fire lord being great friends in an era of power they could do like literally sozin's words we could do anything Right. You know what I mean? And they can. We can bring peace to the world. Zuko and Aang <laughs> hold the power in their hands to shape the world. Right. And Aang chooses to put the world back the way that it was, and Zuko agrees with him. Right. And and that's sort of the, the climax of the series. And we see this we see this beautiful touching moment of Zuko, you know, like the new Fire Lord crowned, and as all these cheers and people are so excited, and he goes, please, the real hero is the avatar and like giving it back and i right. love it and that's so, like that humility not because zuko is so defeatist for such a right. long time right and it's not until season three that we start to even see humility um it's it's no longer uh i'm being shoved down it's right there, there are things that are more important than me like there right. are things that are better than me right you know, i am not this amazing person who keeps getting shoved down i am a person Right. I, I do what I can. Right. And I love that there's a scene um, at the Boiling Rock, too, with May after he, he left her. And she's, you know, all mad at him for leaving and for not communicating well. And I agree with her. He didn't communicate very well. And honestly, if, she, if he'd asked her to join him, she probably she would have. have. Honestly. I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. At that point, no, I don't think she would have. Um, I don't think, I think it was very much, she was. I think if he had been more open with her, if he'd been more open with her throughout his whole like process and journey, then she might have, Maybe. but he's, that's not who he was at that time. Yeah. He, he, he gets better. But anyways, but what I love at the boiling rock is this scene where she's like, you're betraying your country. And he's like, that's not how I see it. Like he has this whole country, right? He has, he's, I'm redeeming my country. I'm doing what needs to be done because there are wrongs that need to be righted because we are hurting the world. Like you, like, ah, it's, 
it's really good. It's mm -hmm. Zuko is just, he, he sees, he's really intense, you know? So like he takes anything and goes with it hardcore. And for a long time, that was these evil choices because he didn't realize the difference between right and wrong. But he finally is like, no, I know. And I love that he gets there. He has Iroh, but at the same time, like he makes those choices without Iroh at the end there, like to join the avatar, to yeah, do those absolutely. things. Like he's like, no, I, I know what's right. And it was cool too, because earlier in that series or in this, in season three, season three i don't know but whenever he spends sends sparky sparky boom man after avatar that was um, the end of season two that he did end that. of season two it is season three okay um but he sends sparky sparky boom man combustion man whatever no that was season three yes early season okay three. um but when he does that it was after he went to iroh and was like i'm so confused i know the avatar's out there i don't know what to do and iroh doesn't respond and then zuko blows up and his way of dealing with it he's like well, then I'll just send an assassin after him. Like, that'll take care of the situation. Yeah. And then having to realize later, oh, that's, that, that, you know. Maybe the, the wrong call. That, yeah. that, was, that was probably the wrong choice. Like, yeah, that was, of right and wrong, that was the wrong choice. Yeah. So. Like, but that's who Zuko is. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. He, he actively tries to find solutions to problems, even if it's the wrong solution. Right. Um, well, and I like that his redemption is clumsy. It's really clumsy. There's no yeah. smoothness about no, his, his ups and downs at all. Like, he just keeps stumbling into these different scenarios and situations. And it's beautiful. Like, I it's feel realistic. like... Yeah, it is realistic. Like, he really is struggling and, and really is trying to figure out what his destiny is, what the right and wrong is. And, and he, he gets there in change. the end. People don't change just because of one thing. Right. You know I mean? It's possible, but it's, it's, it's more interesting to see Zuko constantly have these things thrust at him and to keep reacting and adapting and learning. Yeah. And it's not until, it's not until it's, it's not until late in the series where he realizes I've made too many mistakes and I don't know if I can fix all of them but I'm going to try. Right. And, he, and it's great. It's so great. And, and even as he's, even as he's trying to approach, you know, team Avenue, he's like, hi there, Zuko here. Uh, Zuko here. Gosh, I really thought about opening the podcast that way. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I love, I love how he's like, I'm such an idiot. Like he's right. a, that, that classic, like, gosh, I really messed up like you know this interaction with someone i was trying to like you know right hitting on someone for the first time like oh gosh that was stupid why did i say that kind right. of right you know what i mean um i love that he's talking to a toad i like yes uh, a badger i toad. also yeah. badger toad. Badger i also toad. love i also love that he uh has his impersonations of iroh and azula earlier yeah. like before he approaches the the avatar he, and, and just, he even says oh, i'm not so very good. good at impressions he's great he did it's a great so job. good yeah or i'm going uh, to do something unspeakable to you and your friends uh <laughs> i like i like to he does the iroh one then and he also does it at the boiling rock and yeah. he's like the clouds have a, a light side and a dark it's side it's a silver and, sandwich but, yeah. yeah so just take a and he's and <laughs> He's like, oh, I can't believe that works. And Sokka's like, no, you said made no sense. Yeah, but you said was stupid. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I like I like all his mini adventures with all the characters. It was sort of like a weird mini redemption arcs with some of the people. And I like that Toph right. didn't really get one because Toph does not. Well, we'll talk about it. I we'll talk about Toph. We'll I don't want to bring it up right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. 
he's he's just such an interesting character. He's so different from from any of the other characters in the show because he goes through this massive change and growth. And I think that's it's he's half of what makes the series so incredible. Um, I don't think the series would be half as good if there wasn't any of what Zuko is in it. Um, I agree. Well, like I said, and I don't think the ending could have been even close to the ending of Peace if, no, if Zuko wasn't involved. Absolutely. So it's so interesting that the writers like had a crowned prince be such a big deal in the series. Like That mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Well, a because, banished prince uh, yeah, who, I, who, who was rightfully to inherit the throne you know, right. it, were he not right, banished. Right, 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 right. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I also... Uh, one of the one of the things that I feel like I probably should bring up is that in its original conception, uh, the story for the show, Zuko was potentially going to be the love interest for Katara. And to any casual watcher of the show, you're probably on board with that idea. <laughs> because for some reason, the idea of Zuko and Katara being in a relationship appeals to everyone. For me... The big episode that I don't, people... Sorry, I don't know that we've ever actually had this conversation. So I'm really interested. Continue. Sure. For me, the big episode that I think like gives way to that, I, that whole concept and idea of them being like, you know, relationship material is when they are trapped in the cave under Bossing Say. Uh, the Crossroads of Destiny, I think is what it is. Um, they're, they're trapped under Bossing Say together in this cave and Zuko opens up about his mother and Katara opens up about her mother and they share kind of this moment. And I, I think that is the only time in the series that we see Zuko let someone touch his face scar. Yeah. There's no one else. No one else in the series gets to touch his face scar ever, except for that moment. And it's this tender May, moment. May and, touches his face at some uh, point. She does touch his face, but she doesn't touch his scar. All right. Uh, and we see this moment happen and then... Iroh and Aang bust in and, you know, suddenly there's tension again. But for me, that is the episode where people have justification to have the opinion of Zuko and Katara. It is also in that same episode that they lose justification for it. Because that is the episode that Katara references every time she says, don't stink and trust Zuko. She goes, listen, I thought about maybe he could be an okay guy no longer because of that exact moment where he, he lures me with his mom and he tries to get in my head and he's just evil. Um, and he doesn't, and, and there's never, I, I don't feel that there's ever more underlying trust that happens until probably like the end of the series. I think if any well, Katara didn't get together at the end of the series, sure, maybe whatever, but, I mean, by that point, Zuko had my anyway. Um, it May. for me, it lost traction quickly. Did you just say my? May. It's May. It's because her name is spelled M A I. M A I. Yeah. I keep thinking of it as my because I keep reading it. Um, That's fair. But yeah, um, it's yeah. I I will say that um, I am actually on no ships for this whole series. Really? Literally, I ship nobody. What about Toph and Sokka? Because they, they tease that a couple times. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> I do think I can get behind Sokka and Suki. Oh, I, I, I think that's probably the only They're ship I actually get behind. You, but No, that was a dumb relationship. Sokka was still <laughs> too sexist. Anyway, <laughs> he got better. Um, but no, I... Uh, Aang and Katara, Zuko and May, Zuko and Katara, whatever. I am just... I, I 
think they are so young and there's a freaking war going on and everyone needs to calm down. Okay. First of all, I think that May and Zuko's foundation for a relationship is stupid. First of all, we don't see a moment where they get together. No, we see them already together. She like comes up and like hugs him and kisses him, whatever. And I'm just like, we only see them. Like we, we meet Zuko after he's been banished and as a child, like there's no in-between moment where we could have seen that. And I don't think it was important. I don't think there should have been a purpose to an episode where they talk about that relationship forming. I think they could have had a moment where they actually got together rather than just throwing us, throwing at the audience. Hey, these two are a couple now. But they teased it even before we saw them interact though. Right. We knew she had a crush on him, but we didn't know how he felt about her. Mm. And I just, I guess I, I also can't really get on board with it because I just don't feel like Zuko in any way, shape, or form wants to be dating someone right then. Like, it's really hard for me to see that. I think like, it's because, He just like, wants there's so much trauma, and so for him to just date someone automatically just surprises me. I think he's looking for something. You know what I mean? Okay, like, that's fair. He's, he, wants, he wants companionship. Like, he wants to feel like he belongs somewhere. And for mm-hmm. him for him, May really helps him. Like, she makes him feel not necessarily happy, but she makes him feel like he not had a place. happy. I mean, they do smile with each I'm, other. They, I'm never He makes happy. him feel not hate because I think that's <laughs> what they say. Um, uh, it's um, cause, yeah, because the line is like, "You're beautiful when you hate the world." She goes, "I don't hate you," and he goes, "I don't." Hate I don't you hate too. you too. Cute. Also, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. but so my other problem with them is that I just they constantly don't understand each other, and that's yeah. the thing that I have I have a problem with. Like, I mean, Zuko doesn't. Understand. Very true. I think she's also bad at communicating. And can you really have a couple where both of them are bad at communicating? I I don't think that she's bad at it. I think that she just doesn't always express herself. You know what I mean? When she wants to talk, she can talk. But I don't think she likes to talk because, like, the they talk about the island episode, right? She's She's very decided. She's very decided in what she says. Like, she knows what she wants to say when she says it. Sure yeah she's she's a very repressed person like she spent her whole life being repressed uh mm-hmm. and she, that's just who she is and zuko wants her to open up more and and say things and she does communicate like you know there are times where she goes i'm still mad at you don't stick and touch me or right. um uh what's what's another good example yeah like her confronting him in the boiling rock like zuko we could have talked about this i deserve more than a letter like, you know, I, I really think that a lot of their relationship problems stem from Zuko. Like, she makes it clear what she wants from him right. and and how he should treat her. Um, but Zuko just doesn't know what to do with himself because he's horrendously awkward. And he shouldn't be dating someone right now. That's all I'm saying. I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. It just, I never saw that as being something important to him. So it was just... Eh. well clearly it's Um, not that important to him compared to his honor or the fate of the world which to be fair i guess are more important concepts than love in this universe at right you know as at least at this moment in time yeah yeah so anyway so i'm just kind of i'm just eh about the relationship i guess it's not that i'm against it i'm just kind of like it doesn't super make sense to me but it's like whatever and then for Zuko and Katara, like, I think that there is an element of Katara that I see she needs someone who can be emotionally sensitive a bad boy no (laughs) she's only been into bad boys like she likes jet uh we she might like haru question haru wasn't a bad guy though nah but he was a rebel 
Uh, Not really. He was too cowardly to even admit that he was earthbending. No, no, no. But he was earthbending. Uh, whatever. I know what you mean. I don't yeah. really care for that relationship. <laughs> it wasn't really a thing anyways. I know, but tough. It tough is a good episode, though. I know. Uh, is it, though? Is it, though? Oh, well, uh, the thing I like about it is that we see Aang bringing hope to these different places well, throughout Katara the beginning hope. series. I think it's Aang, but in this specific episode, it's Katara. Sure. Um, and she instills in them a new confidence. And because I get it, people have been at war for a hundred years. Like, yeah, they're, they're broken. Their spirit right, is broken. Right. And I think it's beautiful that she's able to bring in this new fresh spirit sure. and give them courage. And they end up helping, you know, in the solar eclipse later and are part of the, the story and why the war ends. Absolutely. And are able to tell that story for themselves and, and the people that will come after them. And I just think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So, um, but yeah, I've never been a big Katara Zuko fan. Like, I guess I see what people see, but I just think that for, I just, I just think they're all so young and there's they're so much young. happening that I, I don't really get but how. They're very, like they're very mature for their age. True. You know what I mean? And they but, have to be, they're going yeah. through a war. And it's, it's the sort of thing, like it's, I think part of it is sort of the, the suspension bridge effect to an extent, like, you know, going through extreme circumstances with someone can create like feelings of romance and attraction and stuff. But I right. think more than that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of moments where it's, it's sort of, you really meet a person in their deep, in their darkest times. You know True. what I mean? You see all um, of them. And all the characters go through pretty much their darkest times in the right. series. And right they all interact with each other during these times and you really get a feel for who these people are. And I think that like, it's just, it's, it's something that happened. And right. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I think that childhood sweethearts can grow up to get married. I think that's right. cute. And I think that's fine. Um, I do know what you mean. They're all very young, but yeah. like the first episode, Ang Stinkin falls in love with Katara. Like, instantly. Oh, I know. I like, know. and, and, and uh, Guru Patik, um talks about you know grief gives way to love to new love right. um and and ang pictures katara's face yeah um and in a way for me it's almost like destiny you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's almost mm-hmm. like listen ang destiny. this oh. is this is this is your soulmate like katara is she is who you are meant to be with um in in a weird way um there's actually a um in uh, you know in in the comics after the series uh there's an there's an earth kingdom or a fire nation colony in the earth kingdom that the fire nation people don't want to go home and the earth nation people who live there also don't want the fire nation people to leave like they're one of the oldest colonies they've been there for like 90 years or something like that and their people are so intertwined and ingrained Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in each other that they don't want to be split up. Um, like th- uh, there's like the, I think the mayor of that town is a firebender and the mother is an earthbender. Uh, and their child is like leading the resistance of we're not splitting up. She That's so cool. Oh, she I'm wears Fire that. Nation clothes and she does earthbending. Um, and, and it almost incites another war because right. the earth kingdom is like, get out. And the fire nation is like, leave our people alone. Right. And, and Aang struggles with what to do because mm-hmm. Katara kind of approaches him and says, Aang, when I look at this, like these people, and when I see these families, I picture our future. Mm-hmm. Like you're an airbender and I'm a waterbender. Like our, you know, the four nations are meant to be kept separate, but 
does that mean that like we can't be together someday um and ang talks about it with avatar roku and roku says listen the nations must be kept separate there are four nations this is the way that the world works and ang rejects that principle and damages his connection to all the past avatars because oh really yeah because he he feels that that is wrong that this this way that the world has been is no longer the way that the world should be and that there needs to be this connection and they can't just drive people apart because of some ancient tradition right Um, which by the way i completely agree with i agree as well but it's you don't think about it because it's not super relevant in the series it's like no no no, get the fire nation out of the other nations because they're bad Um, right but it's not until there's a time of peace that you can really examine oh like is it wrong for people to coexist? Because they don't. These people don't coexist. At no point in the series do we see this coexistence. Right. Um, everyone is so separate and structured. And mm-hmm. you see, diff- and, and I think that's part of the reason that culture is so dynamic in the different parts of the world because they're all different. Like there is no sameness among the different um, of the four nations because they've been kept separate for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's only in the uniting of these peoples that, that, everything starts to really change and, and grow into flux. Right. Um, and I don't know. It's kind of nuts. I like it. Um, yeah. But it, it also plays into the, the romance angle a little bit with like, you know, will this be okay? Will this be fine? But anyway, if right. you want to talk more about Katara and stuff, should we move on from Zuko? Or did you have anything else you wanted to say? Uh, no, actually, I think the next thing would have been about, about Katara and Aang. So we can, okay. we can move on. Yeah. You mean Katara and Jet, the true ship. <laughs> the the real relationship just kidding i hate jet uh, so anyway that. let's talk about uh a, a cacophony of characters i think that's the right word um we'll talk about katara Saka, and toff and that will be all for today friends so thank you as always for joining matt and i and listening to us dive headfirst into our overactive literary minds if you too want to be a part of these geek out conversations, please feel free to connect with us by either following us at Character Canon on Twitter or emailing us at charactercanon at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your questions, thoughts, suggestions, and why you think Matt and I are utterly wrong about everything. We may just be a rambling sibling duo, but we also care about connecting with all of you. So until next time, peace out and keep up your glorious geeky attitude.